Hello, everyone. So uh, as promised and as I've been doing on Instagram and um, as I've been marathoning, just watched all of the MCU Black Widow movies and um, got that. Uh, and got freaking um, all them watched. And here are my thoughts on Black Widow from the comics to the movies to her arc across the MCU, along with uh, my feelings on the end of her arc and um, how her legacy is being honored. So um, let's go ahead and get right into this. And uh, if my voice cracks or any emotions come out, just going to give a disclaimer right now. This marathon was surprisingly harder than I thought it would be to get through near the end, just knowing everything and how the Black Widow movie that just came out definitely filled in some blanks, and I guess I'll say this right now, it was very much like what Rogue One did for Star Wars, a prequel that fits into an already established universe real well, adds something new to it while also still fitting in, and um, being a nice little piece in it and being a good one. And also using its references to the larger universe to fit its narrative. Not like, not throwing them in just for the sake of throwing them in. Kind of like the Mandalorian. Anyway, my initial introduction on this and going to be discussing her appearances from Iron Man 2 up to <clears throat> now Black Widow even though chronologically Avengers Endgame is their last appearance, but we'll get to that in a minute. Anyway, my initial introduction and thoughts on the character is Iron Man 2. I knew next to nothing about her when the original Iron Man 2 came out, or not the original one, Iron Man 2 came out, because I loved Iron Man, and um, I remember speculating on the sequel, because the ending did definitely leave the door open for it, and I remember on my birthday going to go see Iron Man 2, and really loving it, and Scarlett Johansson comes in and just kills it as Black Widow when she's Tony Stark's assistant. And um, I guess I'll just say Scarlett Johansson's performance has always been great, and um, she's really matched the character, and I know there are some external things she didn't do, like have a Russian accent. So that's something I've noticed some other voice actors do, but kind of makes sense that she wanted to because she wants to distance herself from her Russian background and what the Red Room did to her, which I'll be discussing here in a few minutes. But uh, yeah, it makes perfect sense why she definitely didn't uh, want to continue speaking with the Russian accent, so that didn't really bother me. But yeah, she had the looks down, and shoot, I found out that once she saw the role was available, she wanted it and dyed her hair and got into doing the stunt work, so I'm glad to know that she did as many of her stunts as she could throughout the MCU, and I watched the behind-the-scenes stuff, so she's definitely dedicated. Definitely did as much as she could. She's very much like Margot Robbie with Harley Quinn, because to my knowledge, Margot Robbie does a lot of her stunts. The only ones she doesn't do are the really elaborate ones, like that car chase in Birds of Prey. But we're not here to discuss Harley Quinn, we're here to discuss Black Widow. And I guess I got to be specific now because now there's two Black Widows. So this is Natasha Romanoff, not Yelena Belova. 
But anyway, um, guess uh, that was my initial introduction. And yeah, Iron Man 2 definitely left a good taste in my mouth. And I remember re-watching it many times on the Blu-ray and just really beginning to love her. And she's my overall love as an actress, too, and definitely superhero-wise. And yeah, Margot Robbie's a close second, but she'll always be a close second. Same thing with Florence Pugh. And she's definitely the perfect one cast for this role. And I guess the last thing I got to say about before all the movies is um, Emily Blunt playing her. I don't see that as uh, working. Emily Blunt is a great actress, but personally, I just don't see her really working as well as Scarlett Johansson. So that's all I got to say about that. And as for the comics, I haven't read too many of her solo comics, but I have watched some YouTube videos that have shown like the artwork and done readings of them. And I do feel like the movies, they got to the core of those comics and what made them interesting. And any changes they made were done for the betterment of the character or to make it more interesting, which I'm not going to throw a fit about. And I did read one comic where she dated Daredevil, which was an interesting comic. Oh, and there was also Guardian Devil, where she stopped Matt Murdock and he got possessed by the devil. That was an interesting comic. But yeah, her dating life was changed big time in the movies, but it does make sense considering what the Red Room did to her. But anyway, um, in the comics, she's dated the Winter Soldier, Daredevil. In some comics, she's dated Captain America. And I know in the Ultimate line, she dated Tony Stark. And I think in the Ultimate line, also at one time, she dated Hawkeye. But uh, yeah, freaking, um, <laughs> that's definitely been an interesting thing since the only major love and for her MCU-wise was uh, Bruce Banner. I mean, Captain America, they did make references to it, but that was definitely more a platonic friendship than romantic. But uh, yeah, anyway, I guess all I got to do now is finish off my thoughts on her as Iron Man 2. But yeah, she rocked just about every scene she was in and held her own against RDJ, which is definitely no easy feat to do because the guy's a legend. And um, that leopard dress she wore was real nice. Gosh, that freaking scene where he's like letting her use the gauntlet was an interesting deleted scene. I can kind of see why they deleted it, though. It does kind of come out of nowhere, and um, it does kind of make sense. Freaking her and Stark definitely had more of a brother-sister relationship. Nothing really romantic there, and plus Pepper was being set up as his love interest. So, yeah, can definitely see that. But that hallway scene, oh boy, that was the moment where my love for her was solidified. I mean, it already started, but that hallway scene... Then again, before it, she did also freaking put Justin Haver in like an arm lock and freaking damn near break it. And I freaking love it when he's getting all fed up with her and Pepper. And he's like, let's get the two bitches out of here. And he just, she just grabs his arm and you hear it snap. I think she breaks at least one of his arms and he's all like, ow, and freaking gives her what she wants. And oh, it's just so badass how he pulled that off. 
or not he she yeah but yeah anyway um it was also pretty funny seeing happy hogan and her interact and also funny when she changes into her costume and happy's like what's that you're wearing <laughs> but yeah it's so funny there's all those guards and happy hogan is struggling just to fight one of them and he gets all excited when he beats him and freaking Natasha is just cleaning the floor with all the security guards at Hammer Industries and freaking just using her tasers, the little taser weapon she has, the widow's bite. Oh yeah, it's just so freaking freaking awesome. But uh yeah. Definitely uh real solid um intro right there, and also how she uh deactivates whiplashes. Control of War Machine was nice too, and it's also funny when she breaks up the lovers quarrel between Tony and Pepper when he's all saying that he was dying, and um, she's all like, "Save it for the honeymoon." <laughs> oh, I freaking love it, <clears throat> and also helping Stark and letting him know that Whiplash is coming for them. <laughs> but yeah, that was her only appearance up until the Avengers, and. Um, Continue on with the Avengers. Um, really like the scene in the opening where she's having a reverse interrogation where she's actually on the chair but is pulling the information from the guys interrogating her. And um, so funny when Agent Coulson calls her and she, he mentions that Barton Hawkeye has been compromised and she just kicks their asses, throws a chair at him. And <clears throat> such a great Natasha moment and definitely a nice. Uh, way to introduce her in this film. <clears throat> Especially for those fans who hadn't seen Iron Man 2, it gets the point of her across from the previous ones. But if you're a diehard fan like me, it just adds to the experience because you're already enjoying it anyway. But um, yeah, that was a real solid start. And then when she goes to recruit Banner, it was real nice. Where, And it definitely adds to the tragedy of her character with the Red Room. And she hires a young girl to recruit Banner and he asks, do they all start that young? And she's like, I did. I guess I'll say him now. Put a pin in this for when I talk about her solo film. But um, but yeah, the Red Room. The organization that the bastard Drakov uses to basically mind control and make women his freaking tools just Oh, so fucked up. But anyway, yeah, that uh, that was a little breadcrumb for this. I just like how, gosh, I feel like this is Chekhov's gun done right. Like, all the pieces for her solo film were laying out right here. And now we're seeing the Chekhov's gun pay off. Something the MCU has been doing real well with foreshadowing of all different kinds, whether it's through dialogue or visuals. But yeah, after that, um, her recruiting banner, it was also nice when she meets um, Captain America and the beginnings of their um, friendship start. And also when she helps Cap and him capture Loki. And uh, it's also funny when <laughs> Cap's all like, uh, he's all telling him these are basically gods. And Cap's all like, there's only one god, ma'am. And I'm sure he doesn't dress like that. <laughs> And, um, yeah, freaking, uh, let's see here, uh, where was I at? But yeah, she, uh, 
that was real awesome. And also, it is nice too when the Scepter Loki's using the Mind Stones trying to mess with everyone. I think she was the only Avenger who wasn't affected hardly by it because everyone was at each other's throats but her. And this is definitely one of the things that happened to her in these movies that doesn't get discussed a lot. But um, wow, her encounter with the Hulk when he was being mind controlled or at least messed with and out of control in the Avengers can only imagine what it was like. She tried to get Bruce not to transform into the Hulk and he did and she was being chased by him and he did also slap her across the room and he was about to freaking punch her again up until Thor showed up and if Thor didn't show up freaking who knows what the Hulk would have done to her because she was down and pinned and defenseless. But I did like how it showed her resiliency, and that's definitely an aspect of her. I like her resiliency, leadership, and liked how she got up. And when Hawkeye was roaming around because he was mind controlled, freaking, um, she took the call, and uh, and freaking <clears throat> went in and fought him and got rid of his mind control by slamming his head against the railing and I guess that mind control is a lot like the mind control from Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom where you just have to be put in extreme pain to freaking get it off and that's what she did and she was also there for Clint when he was trying to recover from the mind control because that's definitely one thing I like that the MCU does with mind control they show that it's not like in other movies and shows where a character just recovers automatically. It has everlasting scars and it continues. But yeah, freaking, um, what was I going to say? Uh, freaking, um, Loki also trying to get under her skin was real nice too when she interrogates him and he reads her his ledger. And this is another great Chekhov's gun that pays off in her solo film when he mentions all the bad things she did when the Red Room was mind controlling her when he was saying Drakov's daughter. And put a pin in that because that's going to come back to her solo film. But um, anyway, uh, yeah, that and many of her other acts. And he says that her ledger has been gushing red and he reveals he wanted to unleash Banner and uh, she's all like thank you for your cooperation <laughs> and freaking just love how she just did that and let's just say that's going to tie into the solo film so let's go ahead and put another pin in that too but yeah after that she helped in the Battle of New York had many standout moments and also uh Seeing her and Cap team up was real nice. And the circle around shot of all the Avengers, that was a real badass shot too. And she got to have her badass moments in the shot as well. But um, yeah, freaking. Uh... <clears throat> freaking, what was I going to say? Um, it was also nice that she got to close the portal that um, Loki used to unleash the Chitari on New York and uh, he was able to do it in time before freaking Iron Man 
still in it. So uh, that was a nice touch. And I guess that's everything that happens with her up to the Avengers. And then her next appearance would be in Captain America, the Winter Soldier, which was almost a co-starring role because she got just as much focus and time as Captain America in it. And I guess I'll address this now. Some say Yelena made her a side character in her own movie. And no, the way I look at it, her and Yelena are a team. It's very much like Captain America and Black Widow in The Winter Soldier. Where, where freaking, um, they're both a team and they're both working together. But, uh, yeah, definitely a real, uh, real solid co starring role in this movie with, uh, with freaking the very beginning. Her picking up um, Steve when he's running at the uh, reflecting pool in Washington, D.C. She's just continuing her spy and assassin work at S.H.I.E.L.D. As S.H.I.E.L.D. had been all she knew, being an assassin and a spy. And um, anyway, definitely also why over the years she was okay with keeping secrets and um, freaking definitely add some nice layers to her character. <clears throat> but yeah, that was real funny when she called him a fossil. Said, any, of you, any of you know the way the Smithsonian? I got a fossil to turn in. <laughs> Just one of her many great jokes. And um, yeah. Anyway, I guess continuing on to other solid moments, too, is when she's trying to um, save the S.H.I.E.L.D. hostages that was captured by some pirates. And she has a real badass little shootout where she's going on a rope shooting at everybody. And she has a real awesome moment where she's shooting at these mercenaries without even looking at them and still hitting them. Because there's a guy laying down who is who she can't see through his face. And she also had a separate objective, extracting data, which leads to the morally gray areas of the plot of this movie that definitely made this one a standout of the MCU. But yeah, freaking um, was also nice to see her discuss the Winter Soldier and the mission where she got shot and explains all the scars on her body that you see in some of the other movies. But, um, yeah. Another real standout thing, too, is when Captain America has to go on the run. and Black Widow helps him because she finds the hard drive with all the data that Nick Fury gave him. And uh, they end up going on the run and trying to evade Hydra because Hydra's tailing them trying to get them and um it's real nice when they kiss because she's like public displays of affection make people uncomfortable and crossbones is trying to find them and they kiss and that's so funny when uh when uh, she's all like did that feel um did that feel odd and he's all like 
not the word I would use. And it's also funny too when Cap borrows the truck and they're all discussing their lives being spies and whatnot. And she's all trying to mess with him and say, is that the first time you've kissed since 1945? And Cap's all like, that bad, huh? <laughs> and uh, <laughs> just so funny how freaking, freaking, um, she's all, they're all talking about practicing kisses. <laughs> Gosh, it's just so freaking funny. But yeah, after that, um, after they find the space where Arnim Zola is, it's real nice when she makes the War Games reference, thinking Cap doesn't get it, and he's all like, yeah, I've seen the movie. Where she's all like, shall we play a game? <laughs> but yeah, after that happened, it was a real other nice piece of uh, foreshadowing coming up that'll be paid off in Captain America Civil War, where Where um, they were about to die, and freaking, uh, he had to save her, and and uh, Natasha asks if uh, if he could trust her. That if things went wrong, and it was up to me to make the difficult call, would you do it? And he said, "I would." Now, freaking, um, put a pin in that because that's coming into the Civil War. Anyway, uh, it is nice when her and uh, Sam Wilson team up and uh, they're interrogating Jasper Sitwell because he's been with Hydra the whole time. And uh, it's so funny when um, he's all like, Cap, you wouldn't do this. And then he's all like, no, but she will. And she kicks him off the roof that they're on only to have Falcon save him. And... um, Freaking, uh, freaking, it's so funny because, um, in the beginning of the movie, she's trying to set Steve up with many dates with many women, and he's all not having it. And I feel like she's one of the few people that can get away with asking questions like that without being it being real annoying, anyway. Freaking, freaking, uh. <laughs> So funny how they're all discussing. Uh, um, I forget the girl's name, but she had a lip piercing, and Cap's all like, "Yeah, I don't know if I'm ready for that." But yeah, this then leads to another standout action moment where um, she gets in a fight with the Winter Soldier and has to think on her feet and swings across the bridge and fights Bucky, and Bucky is just freaking for the Winter Soldier. They're both the same character. But yeah, she's just freaking, it is just a back and forth cat and mouse game where neither one gets an advantage on the other. And there's one part where she like records herself on a phone to throw him off her trail. And at the end, she gets shot and dang, there almost dies until Maria Hill gets the drop on Hydra. But yeah, freaking, um, it's also definitely a really interesting thing. Her reaction to when Nick Fury, who faked his death in this movie, freaking, uh, where she sees him after getting her medical attention. 
But yeah, this then leads to another piece of technology that will reappear again. That being the face, this little face mask that you can disguise yourself as anyone with it. And she disguises herself as one of the secure World Security Council members and attacks Alexander Pierce. And um, she ends up leaking all of her classified information and whatnot. And she's just like, I've done so many fucked up things. Why not make it public? She's like, fuck it, I don't care. But yeah, it's real nice when Pierce gets the drop on the World Council members with this little taser that's on their chest that he would activate. And it's just real nice when she finds it, takes it off, and gets a real good shock, but doesn't get killed. And Yuri got the drop on Pierce and killed him. But uh, yeah, I guess after that, the only other of no thing to say about Romanoff in this movie is when she goes to the Senate subcommittee and definitely gives a speech. That's one of her standout moments where freaking she's all saying, you're not going to lock me up. And you want to know why? Because you make the world a very vulnerable place. Yes, it is. But we are the people who are best equipped to protect it. And um, she's I know she's not known for speeches like Captain America, but that one, wow, holy shit, that was amazing right there. And I don't think she had any others in her other appearances in the MCU, at least none to that level or length, but um, some smaller ones. But yeah, that one was pretty awesome, but yeah. After that, she she um, goes to give Captain America the file on uh, the Winter Soldier, and that's where she's at at the end of that movie. But um, yeah, up next is Avengers: Age of Ultron, and. Um, this definitely picks up right where Winter Soldier left off. But, uh, yeah. Freaking, um, what was I going to say? Yeah. Uh, But yeah, she teams up with the Avengers in the opening scene to take down the last remnants of Hydra. And um, that's definitely a solid start. And And this movie freaking um, reveals the Red Room, where there's a scene where she's being mind-controlled by Scarlet Witch, and you get to see a little glimpse of all the many messed-up things the Red Room did to her. And um, 
definitely nice to get that. It wasn't too much, but it was just enough. But uh, yeah. Definitely led to some interesting developments. And um, she also continues to show the leadership of the team when Iron Man, Captain America aren't there. And she did have a nice moment where she's giving Bruce Banner some romantic hints and a moment where she was considering giving up on the Avengers but decided not to. And um, And yeah, and then after that, she ends up helping Captain America when he tries to fight Ultron, and she picks up his shield for him and freaking rides in on a motorcycle and hits his shield and looks pretty badass. Not gonna lie. But um, gonna go ahead and take a break, finish off what I gotta say on Age of Ultron, and then go into the rest of her time in the MCU. So um, go ahead and just put in a little break, and then I'll finish this up. So yeah, continuing on from what I was saying there, freaking, freaking, um, but yeah, Natasha also helps in getting vision in the hands of the Avengers when she goes into Ultron's uh, truck that was trying to get him to a safe location and, um, I gotta say this, I don't get why people say that she was done dirty, because she got kidnapped by Ultron, or I shouldn't say kidnapped, captured, but it wasn't because of her own incompetency, it's just shit happened and Ultron got the drop on her, very much like other things that I'm just gonna say right now, because I don't want to go on too long a tangents, like saying her ultimate fate was a form of fridging, where a female character's killed or depowered or maimed or injured just to further a male character. Let's just say that wasn't the case and it dealt with a much bigger scale and stakes. And when I get to discussing Endgame, you'll see why. But um, anyway, yeah, after that, um, definitely a real interesting scene where Ultron is talking to her and like she freaks out at him but isn't too phased by him which is definitely a nice uh, touch but yeah after the Avengers reassemble get together Banner goes to save Natasha and um, it's real nice when he's still thinking maybe we should just go away from now but she's like no we got a job to do and she's like I adore you, but I need the big guy. And she <laughs> throws Banner down as him transform into the Hulk. And um, they end up going to Sokovia to help in the final battle. And very much like the circle shot in the original Avengers, it's real nice when she catches up with everyone. And it's real funny when, when she calls Iron Man and says, not everyone can fly, Shellhead, and she just comes in in this big truck and rips through a lot of Ultron drones. But yeah, in that shot where um, the Avengers battle Ultron's army, it's real nice because 
definitely gets a lot of moments where she's just freaking going through all them drones, just freaking freaking firing at them and basically using any tool at her disposal or tasers and um freaking it's definitely a real nice uh, moment but uh yeah freaking uh, and as the day is saved also um the hulk puts natasha on the heli barrier after ultron has been taken down and uh, everything's handled and in a real emotional scene because she is interested in him the hulk like takes away the screen that she's using to talk to him and you can tell it affects her she just has a look on her face like what the fuck just happened and you see it referenced again in avenger not avengers age voltron um, Thor ragnarok and uh that's really nothing of note there because it's just stock footage from this movie but um yeah after this she ends up uh But yeah, she ends up freaking uh But yeah, she ends up freaking just putting that aside even though that definitely affected her and also oh forgot to mention too in this movie Hawkeye's family gets revealed and it turns out she was in on the secret he'd been keeping with Yuri and is a surrogate aunt to his children. And I remember the scene where she thinks that Hawkeye's wife is going to have a girl, but she ends up having a boy. And freaking <laughs> so funny when she looks at her stomach and says, traitor. <laughs> but yeah, it's real nice when Steve is catching her looking at that on her phone and uh, she's just it looks like she's staring at a wall and she's all like that's a real nice wall and <laughs> so funny when she's like i see you there staring into tony's eyes they just had a conversation about the state of the team which was definitely interesting but yeah freaking um freaking uh black widow decides to stay and train the new Avengers team that had War Machine, Vision, Sam Wilson, Falcon, and uh, Scarlet Witch. But uh, yeah, I guess that's all there is there on um, Age of Ultron. So let's go ahead and go to the final Captain America movie, at least one that she'll appear in. Because um, the next one's going to feature Sam Wilson, Captain America, and she's obviously not going to appear in it, but um, you'll see why as I get to the movie. So anyway, in Captain America Civil War, this one starts off with uh, her leading a mission with um, Captain America to stop Crossbones from stealing um, a biological weapon, which leads, leads to a real nice scene where she's doing parkour and freaking chasing after his mercenaries. And a real badass scene where it's like a Mexican standoff. And uh, it's so funny when um, 
Falcon calls in his drone, and uh, he's all like, don't thank me, thank the drone. And she's all like, yeah, no, I'm not going to thank that thing. <laughs> and uh, it is nice, too, in this movie, how when the Civil War does break out, she can see both sides as she's with the government, with S.H.I.E.L.D. and whatnot. But uh, also can see where Captain America is coming from. But, uh, yeah, it is also nice when there's the scene where frickin', um, where she's going to the UN when the Sokovia Accords that start this frickin', uh, But yeah, freaking, uh, what was I going to say? Lost my train of thought. But yeah, it's real nice when they're debating the Sokovia Accords and Natasha's like, Stark may have a point and um, brings up some good points on it. And it's funny when he agrees with her and she's all like, oh, you're making me regret this immediately. And he's like, no, you can't take it back. But, uh, yeah, it also leads to a really interesting scene where she talks to Black Panther. She's actually the first one to talk to T'Challa, and um, he's saying, I'm surprised you're here, considering the last time you were in a setting like this, referring to the ending for the Winter Soldier. And, uh, and yeah, it's also really interesting when she calls Steve and tells him, I know how much Buffy means to you, but stay out of this. Just further advancing their friendship. But, uh, yeah. And then this also leads to when Steve and Captain America, when Captain America, Winter Soldier and Falcon all get captured and uh, freaking she's there at the interrogation and Bucky becomes mind-controlled due to Zemo. And even though Bucky is freaking wiping the floor with everyone in his path. She puts up a pretty good fight against him, and um, though he does win, it's just barely. And and she also is the one who had the idea to recruit Black Panther to join the uh, freaking, to join Iron Man's side in the Civil War, and it is Really interesting scene where freaking she goes to recruit him, and um, also she questions how Stark is going to get more people to help him out, and that's what leads to the introduction of Spider Man. And at the airport battle, too, it's really interesting when she's all like, You know what's going to happen, Steve. And she has many badass moments, too, where she's fighting Hawkeye, and one of my favorite moments where she scissor kicks him, knocks him down, and is like, We're still friends, aren't we? <laughs> and she just about kicks him and freaking Scarlet Witch just grabs her leg and throws her. But yeah, she ends up playing the role of Hank Pym in the comic where he was a double agent and ends up working for Captain America and she 
switch sides and she's like, I know I'm going to regret this and freaking tases Black Panther when he's about to take down Captain America. And um, this is the payoff to the Winter Soldier um, setup because she had the difficult choice and he said he could trust her now after that moment. And this was it. I remember when I initially watched it, I was pretty annoyed. But then I was like, then I was like, freaking, you know, it is paying off that setup. It's not as bad of a moment as I initially thought. But uh, yeah, freaking, um, this then leads to the last scene in the movie that she's in where she goes to talk to Tony at the Avengers compound and um, he reveals that um, T'Challa told um, General Ross what happened and now she's a fugitive and goes into hiding. So yeah, that's the last of her. And I guess I'll say it too, when Captain America at the end goes to um, break out his allies from the raft at the end. She's the one who is Captain America's getaway ride, which then leads to the more recent Black Widow solo film, which takes place after Civil War when she's on the run. And you see General Ross trying to take her down. And um, that also appears again at the end of the film. And um, in this, we find out there was a fake family that had her and her sister, adopted sister, I should say, Yelena, as um, sleeper agents, that being Alexei, Red Guardian, and Molina Vostikov. And um, yeah, freaking, uh, what was I going to say? Freaking. But yeah, this one was a real nice continuation from where Civil War left off and um, picking up right where she's a fugitive. And we also get to see before this, in my birth year of 1995, in the chronology of the story, showing Natasha when she was living in Ohio. And uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. ends up trying to get back what Alexei stole from them. And this is where the villain I was mentioning, Drakov, and also from the Avengers, and I'll elaborate more in a minute. Freaking, uh... but yeah, the freaking Red Room was the assassin slash spy freaking training program from the Soviet Union, and um, it was led by Drakov and also Melina, her adopted mom was a part of it also and uh yelena was another one of the subjects of it and natasha ends up defecting because as revealed in the avengers she defected from them and hawkeye was sent to kill her but they she ends up having a change of heart and decides you know what i'm gonna be a hero very much like her comic identity where she starts off as a villain or at least a character with questionable morality, but not uh, not fully 
good or evil. And it turns out the Budapest that um, Hawkeye and uh, Natasha mentioned is freaking where she bombs Drakov's office to try to kill him. But also uh, his daughter, Antonia. But uh, yeah, freaking um, Yelena becomes rogue just like... Uh, just like Natasha, and um, turns out Yelena drags her into this by sending in some antidote that removed the mind control that Dracov put in in the, uh, the Red Room Widows. But uh, yeah, definitely leads to some real nice fight scenes where her and Taskmaster fight, and... Um, the moments where she shows her skills and Taskmaster freaking puts up a real good fight. But, uh, yeah. And this is where she learns Dracov is alive because she spent years thinking he was dead and that even though she thought the Red Room was done, it was still active, but in secret. But, uh, yeah, freaking, um, and this leads to her breaking out her former adopted father, the Red Guardian Alexi, and a real nice scene where she's fighting off some of the prison guards in the white costume that's in a lot of the marketing. And side note, really love that um, costume. It is real badass. Not gonna lie. Kind of prefer her white costume now more to more to her traditional black costume. But uh, yeah, anyway, um, freaking. Uh, After that, it also leads to a real nice scene where she's having a discussion with her former family and she's all like, no, this was fake. Nothing about this was real because they're all, she's all trying to, the Melina and Alexi are trying to make it like what it was before. And she's like, not having it because she's like, the Avengers were a real family to me. They treated me like family. And boy, does it lead to some real emotion and um, definitely puts this movie having the mood and feel of Logan and other superhero movies that um, do try to add in a little more emotion to the story, which is much appreciated. But um, yeah, then after this, it leads to a scene where it appears Melina has betrayed them and that Drakov has come in with his agents to take them away. But um, Romanoff ends up using the face mask technology to have them trade places where Melina's wearing her white costume and uh, Natasha's wearing her black one. Which, wow, I did not see coming when I first watched it. I thought they were, she legitimately betrayed him. Red Guardian, I was crying with him when he thought she betrayed him. And uh, yeah, freaking um, Dracov and Natasha have a real nice showdown where he sees through her disguise and um, she takes it off and it, it's revealed that Taskmaster is his daughter and he just treats her like a freaking tool, not even a person. And um, 
he just controls her like a robot by putting technology in her because her accident messed with her. But uh, yeah, freaking. Um, it also leads to something which um, which Drakov was thinking ahead of time, where he installed a pheromone that was like a lock that would allow none of the widows to kill him, and she's trying to stab him and shoot him, and like the scene in RoboCop where RoboCop can't shoot his former boss. That's what happened here, and. Uh, And she ends up figuring out that um, if the nerves are broken, then the mind control won't happen. And she breaks her own nose, which leads to a nice payoff, along with learning about Dracov's daughter from the Avengers, where this payoff happens where she's like, thank you for your cooperation. The same line she used against Loki, she now uses against Dracov. But uh, yeah, freaking uh, also leads to um, but yeah, and it's also real nice too because during the fray, she also figures out how to um, take down Drakov's control of all the widows, and um, also leads to a real badass scene where all these widows are trying to attack her and she is just getting overrun, but she's not giving up until Yelena comes in and removes the mind control from them. But yeah, after this, it also leads to when Yelena kills Drakov and um, she ends up saving Yelena falling to her death and uh, gives her a parachute and leads to her having a mid-fall fight with Taskmaster and ends up giving her freedom by giving her the antidote and um, now Taskmaster is free to not be mind-controlled. And Natasha also for any of the remaining widows, because the organization is worldwide. This is only one batch of them. She ends up giving Yelena the vials to take care of that. And throughout all this, I guess she makes up with her surrogate family, even though not entirely. Because it was messed up, but she does say goodbye. And... Um, this then leads to her final scene in the MCU overall, even though not chronologically, where she ends up getting a Quinjet, which was used to free the imprisoned Avengers, and she realizes she had two families, even though one of them wasn't entirely one, and definitely she didn't have the same feelings for her as she did the Avengers. But, uh, yeah definitely a nice ending and she's also walking to the jet a nice little parallel to her entering the mcu where she's walking into frame and now as she's leaving she's walking out of frame 
And the post-credit scene also ties into Avengers Endgame with her sacrifice. And let's just say Yelena is manipulated into taking down a certain someone who I will elaborate more into uh, in uh, the next Avengers film. So yeah, that's her solo film, and I loved it. Thought it did a great job of fitting this timeline, adding more to it, and I say it's a solid film, and only gets better the more I watch it and think about it. And then her next appearance after this was Avengers Infinity War. And this one, she is in a prominent role, but she still does have her standout moments, like when in the beginning, when Proxima Midnight and the Black Order show up to take down Vision and Scarlet Witch, and she ends up stabbing one of them and says, we don't want to kill you, but we will. Freaking love it. Such a great moment. But yeah, she also participates in the Battle of Wakanda, which was real nice, and uh, has a standout moment where her and Okoye and Scarlet Witch all team up to take down Proxima Midnight, where each of them contributes something to take her down. And she does also stand up to Thanos, despite freaking her really not staying a chance, which was a real nice moment. And also comforts Captain America after Bucky is is uh, is freaking devastated by what happened. But yeah, you can tell after being on the run, she's definitely uh, definitely had some dark experiences and um, and the events of her solo film definitely contributed to that. And I guess one other thing, too, that does connect to Infinity War is the post credit scene in Captain Marvel, where all of the Avengers that weren't snapped are trying to figure out what the pager was. And um, she's one of the ones who helped in figuring out how to find Stark and also teamed up with Captain Marvel and everyone else in the beginning of uh, Endgame. I know the segue was a little rough, but I just realized Infinity War, wow, how small of an appearance she had in that movie. I mean, she still makes an impact, but uh, she definitely wasn't front and center in that movie like Iron Man or Thanos. But yeah, now we're on her final chronological appearance. And um, she ends up going to confront Thanos and learns the truth of when he destroyed the stone so they can't bring everyone back. But one line she does say I like is when she's like, for everyone in this room who's not here, we owe it to try to bring them back. 
And I think I'm going to go ahead and stop right here and finish off with everywhere else on her arc and then go over my thoughts on um, one particular thing in relation to Scarlett Johansson because I've already covered another point I was going to make. So thank you for sticking with this. So uh, be ready to have this finished up in a couple of minutes. But yeah, since I figure the next big part of well, final event she participates in is a time heist, that I play that little heist musical cue right there. Anyway, um, after that happened, during the five-year time jump, Natasha's leading the Avengers now, along with Captain America, and um, is reporting on missions with Rocket, Nebula, Okoye, and Captain Marvel. And not only are the responses, or not only do they help out Earth, but other crises across the galaxy. But uh, yeah, it leads to a real great moment where um, after Ant-Man comes in and he's explaining time travel in the quantum realm and how time works different, he's like, well, I get a, I get emails from Raccoon. So nothing is really odd these days. But uh, yeah, freaking, um, it's also nice how she, along with um, Captain America and Ant-Man, go to Stark to present him to help with the time travel. But he's initially not wanting to do it after the events of losing everyone he cared for, including Spider-Man. And... Also, a real nice moment where they meet up with Bruce Banner, where he combines his Hulk form with uh, his intelligence of Banner, and leads to a nice moment where he's all like, I know a time where this wasn't possible, when he's referring to how these were crazy times, and how he's not really a scientist who knows time travel. But yeah, she also um, helps with... Um, the initial time travel test, even though it doesn't work when they send time through Ant-Man and turns him into a baby, a kid, and an old man. <laughs> but yeah, another nice moment too is where she travels to Tokyo and reunites with Hawkeye after he lost his family and is just going around killing organized crime and is able to convince him to return to the team and uh, also contributes to the ideas on when in time to go to get the Infinity Stones. And it's a real nice scene where she's like, um, if you go to the right time, there are at least three stones in New York. And she ends up going on the mission to travel to 2014 to go get the Soul Stone. And as shown in Avengers Infinity War, to get the soul stone, one must sacrifice a soul for a soul. And leads to one last joke with her where um, Hawkeye's talking about Rocket Raccoon, and he's all saying, you know, he's not really a raccoon. And she's all like, oh, whatever, he eats garbage like a raccoon. <laughs> but yeah, they encounter Red Skull, and after the events of her solo film, and considering she thought that her 
real parents were deadbeats, especially considering everything that happened with her surrogate spy family. Um, Red Skull reveals that uh, that her dad's name was Ivan, and she's just taken aback by it because she never knew his actual name. And she's all like, wow. And there's a real nice moment where she has a look on her face like, I'm going to have to die to save the world. <sighs> Boy, it leads to her sacrifice where she wipes out all the red in her ledger because it was a great thing she did taking down the red room, but that evil really was nothing compared to Thanos, especially considering half of all life was destroyed and many people's lives either changed or were ruined due to the snap and the makeup with that she sacrifices her life and her and Barton also have a nice hug. And uh, they both end up fighting over who will do the sacrifice. And she ends up roping her and Barton and convinces her to him to let her go. And, oh boy, her last line of dialogue, it's rough. But... I guess it is true because of what happened at the end of this movie. And she says, it's okay. And sacrifices her life. And so her sacrifice definitely was not in vain as Banner was able to restore everyone who was dusted. And also lead to a real nice scene where all the Avengers process the loss of Natasha and they all show different stages of grief from rage being banner, bargaining being, I believe, both Hawkeye and Captain America and acceptance being Tony because he is like, so that's how it is. And he has a moment too before his ultimate sacrifice where he does the same thing, realizes he must do. But, uh, yeah. The other thing, too, I gotta say is the moment where all the female Avengers team up. I don't know why people complain about that, because I think that moment was Natasha's spirit helping the Avengers win the battle. And I, that's what I thought that moment was. It was a nice tribute to her, since she couldn't be there to take down Thanos. But yeah, after Stark has a similar sacrifice, Barton and Wanda Maximoff discuss that and how wherever she is, she knows that her sacrifice paid off. And then after her death, Yelena goes to visit her grave. So she did end up getting a funeral but then is manipulated into assassinating 
Barton because Valentina manipulates the facts and blames him for her death. So, yep, that is uh, definitely Well, yeah, what a great character, and so glad she got her own solo film. And I guess one thing which I forgot to highlight is one of her other notable relationships. Oh, wait, I did highlight it, her relationship with Daredevil. <laughs> Thought I didn't, but uh, yeah. I guess the last thing I got to say is um, quick comments on the Disney lawsuit with Scarlett Johansson. I'm on her side. I'm glad Kevin Feige is helping her. Can't believe Disney would just do what they did, manipulating her contract. And I'm honestly hoping she wins. And this can show these companies you can't be messing with this with these hybrid releases. The payment needs to be fair and balanced. And this may not be the right quote, but I can't think of a better one. It's like what Thanos said: "Perfectly balanced, as all things should be." But yeah, overall, she definitely had a real solid time in the MCU. Definitely don't agree with the criticisms that she was just around to develop the male characters. And she did get her own film for her development. And... Uh, And I feel from the Avengers onward, she became a real strong character and wasn't done dirty by Joss Whedon or or freaking or freaking uh, any of the writers of the MCU. But um, yeah, overall, she'll definitely be missed, and hope Scarlett Johansson can have success in whatever role she takes from here on and it was a real solid run and definitely gonna miss her but um i will say all the other characters that appeared in um black widow i hope to see more of them from yelena to red guardian to melina so uh i guess all i gotta say is i hope you see black widow if you haven't do it all, do it either on disney plus or in theaters and Geek and proud.